One of the questions that we generally ask ourselves when we have suffered heartbreak due to betrayal is, how can I heal from my heart being broken if I stay in the relationship or even if I decide to leave? How can I heal in both of those scenarios? Well, beautiful, I have a special guest today. She's a friend of mine. She's also the podcast host of Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing, And we're going to be talking about how you can heal your broken heart, whether you stay in the relationship or not. And she's going to give you five of her top tips to help you in your healing journey. So stay tuned. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her, must have been my fault and this pain, it'll never go away until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. I'm so excited about today's guest. Candice is a friend of mine and she is just one of the most amazing individuals, a heart of gold. She loves to work with women and see lives transformed. Candice is a Christian woman and an entrepreneur. She serves her home first as a wife and a mom of a toddler, a preschooler, and a college student, no less. Candice helps Christian women move forward after heartbreak and find purpose in God. She's also the author of Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. It's a 365-day devotional. She is also the host of the top 1.5 global ranked podcast, Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing, which has been listened to in over 100 countries. Candace desires to see every woman healed, whole, and thriving, and she believes as women, we deserve to be free to walk in the destiny that God has already prepared for us. Now, below in the show notes, I've linked her podcast, her website, where you can grab her book as well. 
There's a link to the book and a link to her free community that she has for single women who are dealing with heartbreak. So if you're a single woman and you are in need of someone to help guide you along the way to heal that broken heart, Candace is your girl. And she even has a hundred biblical affirmations to declare over your life after breakup. It's a free downloadable for you. I've got that in the show notes below as well for you. So without further ado, we're going to get on with the show. I am more than excited today to have a dear friend of mine on the show with us. She is so beautiful inside and out and her heart for women who have gone through heartbreak, who are dealing with just a major breakup. Um, She's been there. She's done that. She understands where you are. She knows the journey. But more importantly, she knows how to take you by the hand and guide you through the process so that you can step into your God-given destiny and be that woman that God created you to be. And I know that's why you're here. But Candace is more than just one that speaks to married women. She's specialized. Like she speaks to single women who have been through it. (laughs) She's going to share a little bit of that today. But Candace, welcome to the show. Honey, I am so excited to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor and a privilege to be a part of this. <laughs> it's going to be a great show today. I just can feel it. I know that God's just smiling, going, ladies, talk about. So let's get you started, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Come on, let's get it. Well, Candice, honey, you have just, you touched my heart the very first time that I saw you, that I met you. I know that we took a mastermind together Mm -hmm. and we both ended up podcasting. So we're both sisters in this field, right? Yes. I want you to share with the audience today, like how you got started with your podcast and how you started just ministering and coaching women who are healing from heartbreak after a major breakup? Yeah. So honestly, it all started with me. (laughs) It always does, right? I was my first person that needed the encouragement and the wisdom and all the things. So I walked through a season. I've walked through several seasons of heartbreak, let's be honest, during my single years. And, you know, all through my twenties, pretty much, I had this major desire to be married and I thought that was the end goal. And I just wanted a relationship. I wanted a husband. And so I was just going from man to man to man, trying to find (laughs) Mr. Right. or somebody who was going to put a ring on it. Right. (laughs) But of course, in the course of doing all of that, I experienced some hardships, some heartache and some Failed relationships that left me just feeling a little broken, like brokenness here, brokenness there. And it's just over time, so much brokenness. You wake up one day and you're like, who am I? I'm I'm hurt and I'm not sure why. I don't know where my life is going. I'm sad. This is not how I imagined. And, you know, there was this one huge breakup that happened in 2015 that changed everything for me. And, uh, at that point I hit my kind of like my rock bottom of, okay, God, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of this. I guess I had never at that point actually taken time to heal from any relationship in the past. 
And so it was like, I, I tried to even make this relationship work. Like I kept holding on to it. I kept saying, but if I can only make him talk to me, if I can only, you know, just have a few minutes, like, you know, this person would not, you know, reconcile with me. He would not give me the opportunity to, um, you know, hear him. I, I wanted him to give me closure and he wouldn't. And so it was like a hard couple of months until I surrendered to God. And I was like, well, there's obviously nothing else I can do at this point. And God was like, thank you. Thank you for finally surrendering. Thank you for finally stopping. (laughs) And thank you for finally letting me in. And so from there, I took this hard yet beautiful journey of healing my broken heart, not only from that relationship, but from all the past relationships before that. And I just learned so much through that. And such a foundation was poured with my relationship with God during that season of my life. Like I had been in church all my life. I was raised as a believer. I was saved, but it's just another level when you get to connect with God in a way after, you know, as you're going through a trial, right? Yeah. It brings you closer to him and you get to know him for yourself. <laughs> like it's not your mother's God. It's not your father's God. It's yes. your God at that point. Yes. You know? So you get to see him prove himself as God in your life. And so I, I walked through that season and, you know, after walking through that season, I got to see his hand just, oh my God, he blew my mind. I have to say that like, he just blew my mind and I became for the first time a whole individual. And so within like a year of having my heart broken, I was married, you know, (laughs) like, like it really was like a a very sweet, but the marriage I finally realized was not the end goal. Yeah, it was the wholeness, the relationship with God, like those were the things that were truly important. And I felt like God wouldn't let me get married until he did that work within me so that I can realize that so that I wouldn't be worshiping a marriage or my husband or having expectations for him that he would not be able to meet because God is the one who's to fulfill me. So God had to work all that out within me to bring me to a place where, you know, I could put him first. And so fast forward a few years after that, um, you know, I tried a few things. I tried a YouTube channel. I tried blogging to try to put my story out there. Those things didn't work. And I had kind of given up on all of that. And God was like, you're going to write a book. So I wrote a devotional, 365 day devotional. And within the process of trying to have it published, God's like, okay, you know, you're going to do the this podcast. And my, you know, it, I was a little slow in catching on of what he wanted this podcast to be about, but he was like, ultimately he was like, um, hello, you already wrote the book on, right? <laughs> on the topic. So can you please just fall in line? So finally I got it together. And so the podcast is, you know, about healing. It's goodbye, heartbreak, hello, healing. The book is goodbye, heartbreak, hello, purpose. And so it, it's all hand in hand of helping women to move on after heartbreak, to be able to become the woman that God has called them to be. Oh, I love that. And you know, you said something very vital. You said that God had to bring you into restoration before a marriage or anything like that could come into being. And, you know, I like to equate it to that. God does not put that institution of marriage above his image bearer, mm, right? That's right? The image bearer, which we are as his, we 
are important and he wants us healed. He wants us whole. He wants the whole woman so that we can be all he created us to be. And we can do exactly what he's created us to do, right? You would not be able to receive the marriage that you're in today in the way that God intended you to, unless he would have brought you through that healing process. And that's what I want every woman to hear right now is I know it's hard for you right now. I know that you're in the midst of that struggle and you're thinking, if I could just fast forward and just jump over all the obstacles and not have to go through this. But you just heard Candace say, you've got to go through the process so God can work out in you the things he needs to so you can receive all that he has for you. That is beautifully said, honey. Absolutely beautiful. You know, you it's, you know, healing from heartbreak, I love that. And healing from that heartbreak is it's a broad topic. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to break it down for the listeners today, right? So when it comes to heartbreak and you were on this journey, mm-hmm. I know that you dealt with some very strong emotional upheaval in your life. Yes. Why was it so important to heal all the emotional stuff? that you were going through before you could move through to where you are today? Why, why did that have to get healed? Yeah. So hindsight is 2020, you know, obviously as I was walking through it, I didn't have the podcast. I didn't have anybody to walk through this process with me. So I really didn't know what I was doing. So at the time I didn't know that the healing was important. I just knew that I was tired of feeling the way I was feeling So, but as I was able to go forward and after the healing occurred, I was able to see, and God was able to reveal, like God is still revealing things to me from that season. And so he revealed to me, like your, your heart had to be healed. You had to be healed in your emotions, like in your soul, because everything you do flows from your heart. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you walk around with a broken heart, it's like having glasses with a broken lens. You cannot see correctly. Everything you do, everything you see is, is distorted. Everything you hear comes from a broken filter. You don't hear correctly. So you hear that you hear something that was not meant to hurt you, but it hurt you, right? You heard something that wasn't intended to offend you, but it offended you. Why? Because your heart's broken. You're broken on the inside. So you're on edge. You're guarded. You're, you know, you're not seeing correctly and you're not hearing correctly. And so if you don't heal those emotions, then you cannot move forward in life and see things through the lens of God, because God's whole, right? He's wholeness. He represents wholeness within us. And so you cannot see the way God sees with a broken heart. You just cannot. And so it's so important to stop trying to let other people and things fill the voids in our hearts. Instead of letting God just come in and mend it, we need him to just come in and mend it. Yes, that is so beautifully said. And I love how you said, you know, you, it's like having broken glasses Mm -hmm. that you're trying to look through. You're filtering everything through that broken heart. And would you also equate that to when your, your heart is that broken that every little thing triggers you? Oh, yes. You're, you're so easily triggered. Like I I said, like, imagine being so easily triggered and then still trying to join your life with someone else, which is why I felt like God would not let me get married because my heart was so broken. I was such in a, in a dark place. So imagine that 
every single thing someone did triggered me, the relationship would not last. The marriage would not last without being healed because there would be constant confrontation. Even if you had the best husband in the world, you would be triggered by him all the time, whatever he would do or say, because again, you're looking through a broken lens. You're feeling through a broken heart. You're hearing through the broken filter. So nothing sounds right. Nothing looks right. He He's going to feel like he can't do anything right because of the brokenness within. So it's so important. It's so important to heal the heart. So when you started the journey to heal the heart, which is that emotional center, right? Mm-hmm. That God has placed within us. When you started this journey, what was one of the first things that God had you begin with? Because a lot of times women are like, I know my heart is so broken, but I'm at a loss. Like mm-hmm. I have no clue where to even begin. I'm triggered. I'm overwhelmed. I'm crying all the time. I'm so broken that I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. The first thing that I had to do was surrender. I had to lay it all down. You know, I was in a relationship with this person. Let me, let me, I'll fast forward and come back. So this person, I keep saying, I end up marrying, right? This, this is my husband. However, <laughs> back then, Boy, God can do a lot. He can do a lot. Let me tell you when I say he blew my mind, but you know, no back clue, then, no, I had no clue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but back then, like we were in this relationship and I'm dealing with my own brokenness. He's got his own mess going on that needs to be dealt with as well. But all I could do is focus on me. So God's like surrender. He told me to walk away from that relationship. And he used the, um, the scriptures of Abraham with Isaac. And so he was like how Isaac had to surrender the promised son, because God had told me, he had told us we would be married. Right. So I'm like, well, God, you said, this is my husband. Why would you ask me to give him up? Why would you ask me to leave this relationship? It doesn't make sense. And he's like, give it to me, lay it on the altar, surrender. That's all I kept. And I heard this scripture like several times in a short period of time, like in different, totally different arenas. And so it was like, okay, God, like, if you really want me to do this, like, I really need to, I need you to really, really be clear. And he's like, I haven't been clear enough, but okay, let me tell you one more time, (laughs) surrender. So I end this relationship. And in my mind, I'm thinking it's going to end just like it did with Abraham. I'm like, okay, as soon as Abraham went to slay his son, God said no. And he provided a ram in a bush. So in my mind, I said, okay, I'm going to surrender this relationship. When I call him to tell him it's over, he's going to say, oh no, we're going to work this out. I was just dealing with X, Y, and Z. And when that didn't happen, oh my God, I was (laughs) like, God, what did you do? (laughs) What did you have me do here? And so I just thought that everything was falling apart. And I was like, God, I almost was like, God, I shouldn't have listened to you (laughs) because this was, this was not how it was supposed to go. And so I was even more broken. I felt myself being in a more, in a darker and even more broken place after that. And so it was like, I had to keep surrendering. So it was like, okay, you surrendered the relationship. Now I need you to surrender this process. Like you need to stop because even after I surrendered the relationship and it didn't go the way I wanted, then I was like, okay, I need to fix it. And God's like, stop. I need you to surrender it all, surrender the relationship, the man, the process, the future and your heart. Yeah. Let me fix it. 
So it took a while for that to happen um, because again, I had no one to hold my hand through this process and it was, it didn't seem, um, it didn't seem logical to me. It didn't seem like that was, how is this going to fix anything? Yeah. But I had to come up on my faith at that point and say, okay, God, I trust you take it all because obviously I don't know what to do with it. You know, I I have no idea where to go. I have no idea what to do. So I just surrendered it all to him. And that's when things started to change. Not overnight, not, you know, not as soon as I surrendered, I'm like, oh, I felt better, but I could gradually through the days, through the weeks, definitely through the months, see a difference, feel a difference. So did you ever get to the point where you actually said, you know, God, I've, I've not only surrendered, but I'm at a place now to where no matter what happens, I'm just going to walk by faith and I'm going to trust you whether it works out or not. Oh yeah. I I definitely got to that part, that point. Um, Again, it took a while to get there, but I did get to that point of, you know, God, I, I'm giving it up. And I tell women that all the time because I'm like, you know, we, when you lose that relationship and you love that person so much, you're like, but I want to hold on to it. And you'll say, I'll let it go, but you're still in the back of your mind, like hoping it will work out. But I had to actually give up that hope. That was something I had to surrender as well. God was like, give it all. So I never thought that that relationship was going to come back around. I thought that relationship was completely over. And I was like, God, you know, have your way. Like, I love this person. I wanted this relationship to lead to marriage, but I surrender. I surrender. Yeah. And once you do, you get to a peace, even though you're like, I still love this person. I I have a peace because I'm walking this out with God and I'm being faithful. Mm -hmm. So I know that when it comes down to it, God is going to work everything for my good. And I think that's the point where we have to get to, right? We really have to trust our heavenly father to be everything to us, everything. And to know that he will take every bit of the brokenness, the shatteredness, the heartbreak, and he will make beauty from these ashes. At some point he will, it might not, like you said, it might not look like what we feel like it should look like, but it's usually better than we could ever dream or imagine. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I could not have imagined the feeling. First of all, when you, when you said that, uh, we, you know, uh, about us trusting him and having this peace, when we surrender, it almost felt like a physical weight being lifted, even though you're still sad, even though you still miss this person, you still love this person, but the weightiness is gone. You're no longer carrying that on your back. You no longer have the responsibility of fixing the situation. When you really surrender it, then you're like, like a, like a sigh of relief. Like, you know, I am no longer responsible. And then, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but now I know with situations that I walk through, I can be like, all right, God, well, if I'm, you want me to surrender this thing, it's all up to you. It's, it's I have nothing to do with this besides what you tell me, but uh-huh. I am not responsible anymore for this. You are responsible for the results and what happens from here. I'm responsible for carrying out the steps and plans that you give me, but you are responsible for the outcome. So I trust you. Amen. So when you were going through this, there's always 
the emotional side we deal with when it comes to heartbreak, right? It does affect us physically when we go through heartbreak and it also affects us spiritually. Mm -hmm. I would love for you to speak into that about, you know, maybe some of the things that you experienced physically and how you had to take care of yourself during that time, because, you know, a lot of women, they neglect themselves because they're so heartbroken, right? Yeah. We neglect our spiritual life sometimes. What did you do during that time physically and spiritually to nurture yourself? Yeah. Well, I talking about that. I always distinctly remember a specific night when I just like broke and I turned off all the lights in my house. I'm sitting on my floor, crying my eyes out, beating on the floor. My chest is physically hurting. Like I feel like my heart is literally hurting. Like I just felt like I could not take it anymore. And then it was like, I had this whole episode of just crying and screaming and kicking and literally like, just, it's just me in my house. And like, you know, just having just like this emotional outburst. And then I slept, I slept. (laughs) And so it was just like, I was like, okay, you got that out now rest. And so I like slept, I went to bed, like it, extra early and I just slept until the next morning. So resting is something that's really important. And then something else that I didn't do prior to that really, really helped me was exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I would get up. I am not a morning person, my God. But at that time I would get up at like four 30 in the morning to meet a friend at the gym for five before we go to work. We'd stay there for an hour by six. I had to be home showering and getting ready for work. So four 30 in the morning, I'm rolling out of bed <laughs> to like, you know, I, I sometimes sleep with my gym clothes on. <laughs> so that- that's smart. Somebody needed to just hear that. I hope you heard that. Whoever you are, because whatever you need to do. Yes, I would sleep with gym clothes on, or to make sure, if not sleeping with them on, making sure everything was right by my bed. So as soon as I get up, I just throw everything on, brush my teeth, and you know, uh, jet out the house to make it to the gym. And having a friend that I was meeting definitely helped because it kept me accountable. We text each other when we get up. Hey, you up? Look, come on, let's make sure. So if one of us was like kind of dragging in the morning, we can uh, push each other to get out. But that helped me so much just because physically, you know, it produces like endorphins. It, it produces the hormones that just emotionally will make you feel better. And not doing it in the morning, is like, okay, so my day started better, you know? And then spiritually speaking, I had so much good quality, quiet time with God. I did a whole lot of journaling during that time, a whole lot of worship. Like I made a prayer room in my house and it was the room where I distinctly went to, to spend time with God. And I would put on worship music and I would be able to walk around and worship. I had a, I bought a rug where I can get on the floor and and bow and worship and pray. I had a little board where I would write prayers sometimes and I would stick them on the board. And when I was too hurt and broken to pray or to know what to pray for, I'd read a prayer that I had previously written. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I just set everything up to where I could have like successes, like not the word you want to use, but obviously it's like success in connecting with God and really making sure like I, I wanted healing so badly at that point. Like I had never done it before. I didn't know what it should look like, but I just followed the lead of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. spirit and just, you know, 
did the things that he was telling me to do. And it helped me so very much. I mean, I would put scriptures. I make no cards with scriptures that I would just read, just get them in my spirit and get them in my heart so that after reading them so much, I would, when times would come where I needed them, the Holy Spirit was able to bring them to my remembrance. Right. And like, I trained during this time, basically like trained with the word of God, because the word is our sword in the battle. So you are in the battle when you're dealing with a broken heart, because the enemy wants to keep you there. So it's up to you to like, Hey, are you going to fight with God on your side? Are you going to partner with him? Are you going to use his word as he tells us to do to win this battle? Because the victory has promised to us, but you have to show up to the battle. That's exactly right. I love, I love how you said you were just training through it. And you know, a lot of times when you are going through any kind of heartbreak that you, like you said, it's, it's so physical in the heart and you just feel like you're breaking at the core. A lot of times we as women want to numb out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's like, well, let's do a Netflix or a Hulu binge, or let's just scroll on social media and let's just numb any way we can. Right. We're self-medicating with food or whatever. I became a workaholic through my own betrayal, Mm -hmm. you know, 85, 90 hours a week. I, before, before the sun came up, I would, I would be there. And when the sun went down, I was still there because if I could stay ahead, head of the heartbreak. Mm. I didn't have to face it. But what you're saying is instead of numbing out, you were pressing through yes. with God. You were pressing into the healer himself, knowing that he is faithful. His word never returns void. And he would always show up of that. That is beautiful. Yes. And I love that she said that, like the pressing in, like that is exactly what it was for me. It was the pressing in because I had tried the other things before I tried just moving on to another relationship. I tried binge watching TV, but guess what? When the TV goes off, then what, when the man, when, when the man is gone out your bed, then what, you know, it's like, what do you do after that? There's, and I was like, God, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. Let's not, I hate, I hate that it was my last resort, but it was, it was my last resort. Like, God, I, I, I got to try you now because nothing else has worked up until this point. And I cannot walk through this life believing that I'm supposed to be this miserable. Yeah. Well, I believe this is just, this is me. And this is also data and research that I've looked at. Most of the time we try those other things first because we are searching for a sense of control because we didn't have control over the heartbreak that was completely out of our control. So for us, we're gravitating to anything tangible, right? Mm -hmm. God is not tangible in that sense. So we're gravitating towards something that is tangible to now have a sense of control in our life when God is sitting there going, no, I need you to not have control. Mm. I'm the one in control. You need to trust me in this, right? Completely, almost, I call it free falling. I like to use the, the, the visual of being on the side of a cliff 
And God saying, I just want you to free fall into my hands. But God, I can't see your hands. That's the right. point. Yeah, That's wow. the point, right? Just free fall. And whether I catch you or not, know that it's for your good either way, because I'm a good God, Mm -hmm. right? That is trust. And that Mm -hmm. that literally by faith going, okay, let's do this, God. And that's what you've been describing. And I love that. So one of the things that you talk about is you can actually heal heartbreak, whether you end up not having the relationship because you left or he left or whether the relationship is reconciled or you stay in it. Yes. So how is it possible to heal a heart in both of those scenarios? Yeah. Well, this is what I say. You have to heal. Like healing is not an option. So whether you stay or go, the heart has to be healed. It's a must. It's a necessity. So you have to find a way. If you're going to stay with that person, then you're going to have to be committed to still doing the work of healing. And if you walk away from that person, then just because they're out of sight doesn't mean that it's all out of mind. You still have to walk through the process and go through the healing process. Because again, the things we talked about, the lens being shattered, the filter, being shattered, like everything being broken, you still won't be able to heal. You won't be able to see and hear correctly. And so even if you leave that relationship, think about the next relationship, there's, you're still broken. So you're not a whole person going there. And then if you're going to reconcile your relationship, then again, same scenario, you're still broken. So it's a necessity that you heal. If you want the best that God has for you, God wants you to have the best. So you absolutely need to walk through the process. And the very first thing that you have to do is invite God into this process with you. You cannot do it alone either way. So whether you're staying or going, you need to invite God into the process. That is the very first step of actually moving forward. Allow him to help you. You you just said something. You just kept saying you, the word you. And what I'm hearing you say is, your healing doesn't depend upon the reconciliation of a relationship or whether the relationship ends. It literally is a personal journey. It is. It's a very personal journey. Like it's, and as Christians, we are to focus on other people, right? But when it comes to actually healing, you have to be me focused, right? Because you, you can't look to another person to heal you. You can't focus on fixing another person because one, that's not your job. And two, you don't have the capabilities of doing that. So what you need to do is work on you. If you want to help your relationship, whether it's the one that you're reconciling or one that you will have in the future, you cannot wait to fix that person. You have to do the part of fixing yourself, so to speak. And when I'm saying fixing, I'm not saying that you're that you're all wrong or anything like that. What I'm saying is doing the work of healing so that you can be whole because the the second thing is to, you know, be completely honest about what happened. What happened in that relationship? If you were betrayed, how did that affect you? Be completely honest about that. Like, don't try to mask it. Don't try to hide from it. So it's like, okay, again, me focused. 
how do I feel? How has my lens changed Mm -hmm. towards this person, towards life, towards God through the, the events that happened in this relationship? In the Christian community, we are always told to put everybody else first, put everybody else first. And a lot of women struggle when we come and we tell them it's important for you to put you first in healing your heart. They feel like it's being selfish and it's being non-Christian. No, it's not being selfish. That You know, I feel like healing your broken heart is the most selfless thing you can do. Because it affects everyone around you. It affects every future relationship. It affects every person you come into contact with. It's the most selfless thing you can do. Oh, that is beautifully said. So if you're, so when you're, when you're walking through this healing process, I have another question for you. Mm -hmm. When it comes to healing and you're healing this brokenheartedness, is it essential that you give yourself time to grieve the relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, whenever you, I was a master at not giving myself time. (laughs) I was a master Mm -hmm. at, you know, at one point I was like, I didn't know where to go to find another guy. So I got on a dating app. Like you are not going to catch me alone. My husband will tell you it was hard for him to find um, his spot, so to speak, because this was the thing we were friends for many, many years, many, many years. So he knew the ins and outs of my life and who I was dating and all that. And he was like, you were never single. You were never single. You always had a boyfriend. And he said, I couldn't even get my chance <laughs> to get in there because you went from one guy, literally one day to the next, you had another boyfriend. Like, And so when you don't take the time to grieve, again, this heartache, these broken pieces just kind of pile up over time. At some point, you're going to look and if you took your heart out and put it in your hand, it would just be a little speck because everything has been broken around you. You'd have to get a broom and a dustpan and sweep up the brokenness of your heart because you have not officially taken the time to actually grieve and grieving the relationship. I know. Like I used to think I'm not going to cry over a guy. He's not going to have me sitting here broken. And, you know, I used to have this kind of chip on my shoulder about that. And I, so I thought taking time to grieve was weak, Mm. but it's not, it actually makes you stronger. It shows your strength when you can actually take time to be by yourself and to address the, whatever issues that are in your heart to address the hurt that's happened to you. Like it, it's so important to grieve the relationship and recognize, you know what? I really did love that person because you'll, you can wake up 10 years later and be like, I'm so confused about why I do the things that I do, why I say the things I say, why I can't have a, a successful relationship, why I've never been married. Like you're wondering, and it could stem way back from a relationship you had 10 years ago that you never even grieved. Mm. It can affect you for years and it can affect everyone around you. So yes, it is so important to take time to grieve the relationship. And would you say that during that process, God really is not only working out the heartbreak from the relationship, but nine times out of 10, God is looking to work something out in us to make us better through the process. Absolutely. You know, God revealed so much. I'm so glad that I 
uh, I used to journal a lot and then I got away from it. But during that time, I journaled so much and I love to go back and look at, you know, the things that I journaled. God gave me so much revelation as to why I had to walk through this season. The things he was like, I would not let you get married the way that you were. And so it was something, it wasn't the guys necessarily that I was dating. It was me. I had something, the way that I saw things, the way I approached life, the way I approach men and relationships, something was wrong with it. And God was like, no, I cannot let you do that. I will not let you do that because one, I'm a jealous God. And two, this is not going to work for your good. You will never become the person I want you to be that I intended and created you to be the way that you are right now. Your heart needs to change. Yeah. And he's always faithful to do that for us. And we can become either bitter through the heartbreak or better. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. One or the other. Well, there are, I, I know that you've got probably five of your most greatest tips when you are working with women who have gone through heartbreak through your own experience and through the fact that you coach women through this. Mm-hmm. I know you've probably got five really good tips that you could share with the ladies who are listening today, that as they are starting this journey of healing, you know, what are the top five things that you would say are are necessity to move forward? Absolutely. So I I just said like the first two, which Mm -hmm. one was like partnering with God in this process, like inviting him into the process. And, you know, I talked a lot about surrender and how he made me surrender the relationship, my heart and everything. All of that's a part of inviting him into the process. Like, you know, you want, you want to join with God. You know, we sometimes are called like co-creators with Christ and so this is a time where, you know, you, you do have a bit of control. It's going to sound kind of oxymoronic, right? But you have a bit of control when you partner with the person that's in control, <laughs> but that it. means you have to get surrender. That's <laughs> you a have great to surrender to gain control. <laughs> so Perfect. The first thing you have to do is invite him in. And then second, and I mentioned that too, is to just be completely honest about what happened and how the events of the relationship and situation, the breakup, the betrayal, everything has affected you, the heartbreak. Like how has this affected the way that you see the world around you and how you interact with others? And so be completely honest with yourself about that. And I'm a, I'm very big on journaling. So I always advise women to journal through that, at, you know, just ask God in prayer and just, you know, be honest because God can take your honesty. That's another thing. I think we as Christian women think, you know, I cannot tell God exactly what's going on in my mind, but he already knows exactly what's going on in your mind. And he's not afraid of it. And I think about people in the Bible who told God exactly what their, what their thoughts and feelings were. And he was not upset with them for doing so. He actually communicated with them and he actually blessed them. So, I mean, go ahead and be honest with yourself and with God. And if you are going to reconcile with that person, you also need to be honest with them about how these events have affected you. And you have to be, you have to be willing to listen to them and accept their honesty as well. Yeah. So that's the second thing. Third, it would be to make a decision and stick to it 
And so this is the part I like, I always tell women like, okay, I know you kind of straddling the fence right now with this relationship. Do I stay? Do I go? I'm not saying you have to make the decision day one, but you do need to make a decision. The sooner, the better of whether or not you are going to stay in this relationship or if you're going to let it go, because if you walk away, but you're still holding on to it, then it's really, really hard to move forward. And if you know, and if you stayed in it, but you got one foot out the door, it's really hard to reconcile. So either way, you have to make a decision and you have to stick to it and you have to move forward with the decision that you made. You have there because there are two roads and while healing is necessary for both, you, it's going to look a bit different for both as well. So you definitely need to choose what you're going to do and you have to stick to it and you have to move forward. And God knows what the ending is going to be like, because when I did that and when I chose and I stuck to it, I ended up getting married to this person, but, <laughs> you know, because, but I had completely let it go. I made the decision and I moved forward in that way. And when you do that, God orders your steps, mm -hmm. he directs your path. But the Bible says that, you know, it's like, yeah, a, a man's plans his way in his heart, but God directs his steps. So if the steps is to come lead you right back where you were, <laughs> it'll happen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but you have to make the choice. And that's super important. And then number, the fourth step is to seek help wherever you need it. Whether you are actually um, seeking a friend, a trusted friend to talk to, because it depends on, you know, your level and what you need. Some people can listen to podcasts and get tips and steps that will help them on their healing journey there. Some people have to take it a step further and go to therapy or get coaching or whatever the case is, but recognize what you need. If you are trying something and it's not working or it's not enough, take it up a notch. If you have to invest in yourself, don't be afraid to do that. Invest in yourself because you are worth the investment. Again, this is your life. You only get one. That's right. <laughs> so you need to make the best that you can, make the best choices for yourself so that you can live the best life that you can live that God wants for you. He has good plans for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. That's Jeremiah 29, 11. Go with the plans of God, but get the help that you need. There's no shame in that. And getting help from someone else does not mean that you don't have faith in God, because I know that's another thing in the Christian community. Yeah. If you need help, if you're not strong enough, that's okay. Get the help that you need. And that way you will get to that place of being able to go to God for yourself and being able to walk through seasons in the future. But this season, hey, I need help. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And then the fifth thing is, um, Ask yourself, like, what did you learn about yourself during this process? And so, because again, it's me focused and this is the time where, again, you really want to focus on yourself. And it's a time where God is going to reveal some things about you. It's maybe some things you knew about maybe, but there's going to be a lot of things you didn't know about yourself that God is going to reveal to you. So have an open mind and an open heart about all of the things that God is getting ready to show you about you and take them. I like to write things down. Again, I am a journaler. I write them down because I like to come back and see how God has worked those things out. And I like to come back and see, ah, uh, we didn't work that out yet. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> like I go back and pray about those things, but whatever the case is, you're going to learn so much about yourself by walking through the healing process, because you're going to be different. Like if you actually go through the healing process, you're going to be different at the end of it, because God's going to be doing some work on you and in you. And if you walk away and you end up with someone else in the future, they're going to love the person you've become. And you, if you reconcile that relationship that you were in, then that person that is going to say, wow, you're different, <laughs> you're right. different. And, you know, hopefully they appreciate that difference, but again, it will reveal just so much about mm -hmm. you walking through this process. Yeah, that's beautiful. Talk about a great, like step-by-step -step to get somebody started. Thank you so much for sharing that because I know so many women need just starting points mm -hmm. when they're in the throes of that pain that devastation in the beginning, they just really need a starting point. And all of those are so good. Candice, this has been amazing. I know for me, I have had life spoken into me today. Oh. I cannot thank you enough, but I would love for all of the women who are listening to be able to find you. You've got so much to offer, especially for the women who are, you know, single. They've been through so much heartbreak and they need someone to guide them along the way. So two things. I want you to tell them how they can find you and then tell them how they can also find your book, not just your podcast and <laughs> coaching, but also your book. So tell them all the things. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And I've enjoyed this conversation as well. It's been so great. And so to find me, you can come hang out with me on my podcast every week. It is goodbye, heartbreak, hello, healing. You can find it on all the major podcast players. And then you can actually go to my website to find all the things you get at my book is Goodbye Heartbreak Hello Purpose. And my website, you can find it there at candiceabetties.com. And um, I have there actually there's a, there'll be a link to the web, um, the link to the podcast there. You can find the book there. You can read a little bit more about me, connect with me in any way at the website. So I would love, love, love if you guys came over. And I also have a Facebook group. I can give you all the links. Yes, to link in yes, the show notes. all that's going to be below in the show notes, ladies. Go below in the show notes when you finish listening because every place that you can find Miss Candace, we have it listed below. I want you to go follow her. I want you to go listen to her. You can glean so much. And if you are a woman who is just really gone through a heartbreak breakup, and you just need her to hold you by the hand and coach you through, she's definitely your gal. So Candice, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You have just been such a, a just a ray of sunshine, such a blessing, a wealth of information. God has used you as his vessel today. Thank you so much for being so obedient to him and the calling that he's placed upon your life. I know he smiles down upon you for that. And thank you for your story. I appreciate this opportunity and it was so fun. And thank you for just allowing me to be here and to pour into the ladies that I know you are so protective over and <laughs> love so much. So <laughs> thank do. you so much. All right, ladies, we will have another great episode for you Tuesday. So stay tuned. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. 
If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.